Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Alright, so I'd like to welcome you to healing class. This is our second class, um, learning the truths of divine healing. It's important for us to understand that we, we, we talked about in the last class, make sure you get all the, the, the messages. We're going to put them on the website, so you go on to our website and you go to the direction where it says healing classes. Or healing class, and um, you find the teachings there. Take down my volume a little bit. Praise God. Okay, so you find the teachings on um, the subject of divine healing there, as we examine them every month. So this month we're looking at God's word is his medicine. God's word is his medicine. God's word is his medicine. And I want us to look at Psalm 107 and verse 20. And like we have emphasized before, the teachings of divine healing is not just for those who are sick. The teachings of divine healing is not for those who sick alone. It's good to put God's word in your heart and in your body. Now in Psalm 107 and verse 20, uh, Psalm 107 and verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word and heals them. Now, I want you to understand that and take time to meditate on it. What was the instrument of healing that God used right here? It was his word. It was not a pastor. Right? It was not an anointed man of God. God can heal by the anointing. But we find out in this particular place that God healed by his word. Praise God. I said, praise God. So it's very important for us to understand that. He sent his word. The, the, the word of God was what effected the healing. You remember when the centurion needed prayers, what happened was that he said to Jesus, speak the word only. Praise God. He said, speak the word only. You know, so most times as believers, we underestimate the healing power that is in the Word of God. Most believers underestimate the healing power that is in God's Word. If we look at this scripture that we've just looked at, Psalm 107 verse 20, He sends forth His Word and heals them. It means that the Word of God, listen carefully, can take the place of God's healing power in your life. That if you can have access or give access to God's word, that healing power 
can flow through your body without the aid of any man. That's, that's the, 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 the focus of t- today's teaching. How to receive your healing without the help of a man. Just getting it from the word of God. God can anoint people with the healing anointing, but you understand that in healing class, we're not teaching about the healing anointing. We're teaching about how people can receive healing from what? From the word of God by themselves. So you see, he sent forth his word. And that's why, you know, sometimes as, as believers, and I, I want to say this to you today, you know, if you make up your mind as you are here attending the healing class, sometimes you don't know the effect of that decision on your life. That's the truth. You know, sometimes we believers were so busy and so lazy about really nothing. But you find out that when we are sick, then we immediately want something. You know, if someone is sick right now and they tell them, oh, there's a prophet in a quiet state who can get you healed. You know what they're going to do? They're going to spend all their resources to get there. If you say there's a hospital in Egypt, there's a hospital here. And you find out that when people have come to that point, there's so much energy to get well. But when they are well, and you say, make the right decision. Let me explain something to you before we go on. Because we're talking about God's word is his medicine. You know, for instance, there are believers who are disciplined about what to eat. You see people say, ah, I won't take coke. I won't take this. Uh, I'm not eating red meat. I'm not eating black meat. Uh, I'm not eating this anymore. In fact, it's only water. And people are disciplined about that and very strict about it. They can even quarrel with you about that. But how many Christians are disciplined about their words? When it comes to divine healing. Or discipline about receiving the word of God in their hearts when it comes to divine healing. No. Why? Because they don't place so much faith on it. If you don't place faith on the word of God, on the capacity of God's word to release healing into your life, you will never receive healing. So he said he sent forth his word and does what? And heals them. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 6, verse 63. Let's go to John chapter 6 and verse 63. John chapter 6 and verse 63. Make sure you're writing these things down. These are also the the scriptures you can use to teach people about divine healing. You're not just coming to receive. You're coming to learn, to train others. John 6, 63. Are you there? Okay. It says, It is the Spirit who gives life. I want you to think about that. It is the Spirit who gives life. So we find out that the Spirit is the life giver. The Spirit is what? The life giver. How many of you have been sick before and they gave you a capsule to eat, to, oh, sorry, to drink? You know, when you, when you take a capsule, what happens is the, there's a, this plastic, right? And then there's the white medicine inside. What is the life giver in that context? The, the, the white stuff, right? That's the life giver. The plastic is just what? It's the container. So the, your Bible is the plastic. The word of God is what? Is the life giver. In that word is the spirit. Now I'm explaining to you how healing takes place. That's what I'm explaining to you right now. 
The word of God carries a unique spirit. The spirit is the life giver. Now, because this is what happens. You know, for instance, people are sick and they put the Bible under their, uh, they put the Bible under their pillow. Alright? And they, 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 they sleep on it. And uh, they think that when they put the Bible under their pillow and sleep on it, they will get healed. Will they get healed? No. They will never get healed. Why? It's not the Bible. This is my book now. But it's not the Bible that is the healing mechanism. It is what? It's the Spirit. And where is the Spirit contained? The Spirit is contained in the Word of God. Remember where we're starting from. Where are we starting from? He sent forth his word and used them. So we're looking at now, how does that work? That's what we're looking at now. How does it work practically that God's word heals? Okay. So it is the spirit who gives life. So it's very important for us to understand that. That it is the spirit that gives life. And that is what you want from the word of God. Now, the flesh profits nothing. Now, the words... That I speak to you are what? Spirit and they are what? Life. That's how the healing comes. That's how the healing comes. The words of Jesus contains two things. Spirit and what? Life. You know, because sometimes people say, "Ah, how's the word of God going to heal me? This is exactly how it's going to heal you. Because of what it contains. It contains spirit. So, when, when the word of God says, I am the Lord that heals you, it is not just a statement. There is a spirit contained, what? In that statement. The words that I speak to you are spirit and what? Life. So, God's word contains spirit. God's word contains life. If we can get you to receive the word of God, we can impart spirit to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. You know, how does the word of God change a man? As he opens himself up to God's word, what begins to happen is that the spirit and the life in that word begins to transform him. That's how the word of God changes people. If I can, listen, I'll tell you this this evening. If I can get you to listen and believe and hack into God's word, your life can be dramatically changed. It doesn't matter what you're going through. No, it doesn't matter. Even in your physical body, your life, your life will be changed. I'm going to read three testimonies to you about people who literally took the word of God as medicine and God healed. So tonight's class is about teaching you that, listen, if you are sick, you can get into the word of God. And what I want you to do from today's class is don't even wait till you are sick. Are you following what I'm saying? Immunize yourself against sickness. What does that mean? Always take God's word of healing on your body. I'm a practical example. I mean, in my short space of time on the earth. Since I got into contact with the truths of divine healing, I can count by my fingers the few times I've been sick. 90% of it through stress. 90%, maybe one or twice in malaria, but 90% of it through stress. 
you can immunize yourself against, it, against sickness. Why? By filling up your heart with the word of divine healing. You see, when you're sitting in a class like this, uh, people sometimes feel, oh, you're just wasting your time. No, you're not. As you're hearing the truths of divine healing, something is happening to your physical body. The Bible says, when Jesus was teaching that the power of God was present to heal, as you listen to the truths of healing, something happens to your body. Praise the name of the Lord. As I said, praise the name of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Are we there? Alright. For, Hebrews 4, 12. For the word of God is living. I want us to pause there. For the word of God is living. For the word of God is living. I want us to, to meditate on that. It means what? It's alive. It's not just um, words. No. It's not just words. You see, we must realize that. That his word is living. There is life in it. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God's word is living. It has life. We're not dealing with the, the letters of a, a dead man. That, oh, Jesus died many years ago. He wrote certain things for us to, to believe. No. The Bible says, the word of God is living. It means it has life in it. Are you following this? It means it has life in it. And powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And of joints and marrow. Now, I want you to follow something it, it talks about there, which is very clear. It, it first of all tells us how the word of God gets into, uh, 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 into the human being. The first thing is what? Soul and spirit. Your soul, which is your mind, your will, your intellect. The word of God can affect your soul. The word of God can affect your spirit. And then the word of God can also affect what? Your joints and your marrows. Are your joints and marrows spiritual? They are what? They are physical. And you know the marrow is the, is the place for the production of blood, right? That's the core. Your marrow is like the core of your life, of your existence as a person. You know, apart from your heart now. Right? Right? Can you see how the, the word of God... How the Bible tells us that the word of God can affect your joints. <laughs> that means if a man has arthritis, he can, by the word of God, make those joints to begin to walk. Why? Because it is living. You know, this is, this is what happens when you are in a healing class. We go, we're going through scriptures meditatively. That's what it is. It's not like we're beginning to take time to study scriptures. That's what a healing class is. We're studying God's healing power in the word of God. So sometimes we can spend some time on scriptures you already know to bring more light to it. Now, if you see the scripture right here, it means that the joints and the marrow of a man can be affected by the living word. This can change the blood cell. They can put your bones back together. The question I ask, for instance, how is it that a cripple walks? What, what makes a cripple to walk? 
It's the living word getting into his bone. What an orthopedic doctor will not be able to do. Bones that are mangled and destroyed. What happens? The word of God gets in there. If you look at the book of, uh, the book of Acts, the Bible says, as, as, as uh, the, 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 the man who had faith to be healed, as, as Peter and James were going, he says, um, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The Bible says he received strength in his ankle. What happened there? What happened there? What happened there? It's the living word getting into his bone and pulling those bones together. That's what happened. That's the healing anointing. What we call the healing anointing, listen to me saints of God, it's not a mystical power of God. No. The healing anointing is God's spirit in his word acting on people's body. That's what the healing anointing is. If you have the word of God in you, then you have access to the healing anointing. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, if you have the word of God in you, then what happened? You have access to what? To the healing anointing. We will come back to Hebrews. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. And I'll read that scripture for you. Acts chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 6. Acts chapter 3 and verse 6. Then Peter said to him, remember the man was looking for money. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, in these words of Peter, in the name of Jesus Contained what? Spirit and life. Now look at, what, look at what happened. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Where did this strength come from? It came from the words, the name of Jesus that Peter spoke. Praise God. Are you following this? It came from that name. You see, the healing power of God is never your ability. What did I say? The healing power of God is never what? Your ability. Are, are you following what I'm saying? The healing power of God is God's ability in His Word. So you see that Peter, uh, this man, got, got up and received strength. And there was a time that uh, Paul was preaching. And the Bible says, Paul perceived that the man had faith to be healed. And spoke to him. And the man got healed. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 4. And verse 20. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 20. Sorry, verse 12. Sorry. 20, verse 12, Hebrews 4, 12. For the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. Now, go with me, hold on, hold your place there. Go with me to Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 10. Just a few. Second Peter chapter 1. And verse, uh, no, let's, let's do, 
let's do Psalm 147, 15. We'll come back there. Psalm 147, verse 15, sorry. Psalm 147, verse 15. Psalm 147, and Psalm 147, Psalm 147, and verse 15. He sent out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. I want you to pick that last phrase. His word runs very, very swiftly. So, running here gives us uh, a picture of a word that is active and living. Right? An inanimate thing cannot run. Right? Come on now. It's only a living thing that can do what? That can run. And he says the word of God runs. It can run through your body. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, so let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter 4, which will be our main text for meditation. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. We'll just explore this. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. My son... Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. For they are life. <clears throat> Sorry, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. Now, the word health there is translated in the literal Hebrew medicine. To all their flesh. So it tells us that God's word is medicine. Let's have the amplified version. If you have it there. It tells us that God's word is his medicine. The amplified. God's word is his medicine. My son, give attention to my words. Incline. My son, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my saints. Verse 21. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. Verse 22. For they are life to those who find them. Healing and health to all their flesh. So two things I want you to pick there is healing and health. Healing and health. It can bring healing to you and it can keep you in a state of health. That's the two things I want you to pick. Healing and health. Okay, now, let's, let's look at, I want to pick out certain words and, and just give you the Hebrew meaning of them. Num, the first one is attend. When it says attend, right? It, this is what it says. Number one, attend means to hear. Attend means to hear. It means to be attentive, to pay attention, and to give attention to. To pay attention. To give attention to something. That means if you want to get healed by the word of God, you have to pay attention to the word of God. You cannot be careless about God's word and expect to receive healing. It's not like today you confess healing scripture, the next day you don't. And no, no, no. You have to pay attention to it. You have to be attentive to it. The word ear there is used in, in two ways in the Hebrew. It means ear as part of the body or ear as the origin of hearing. Or ear as the receiver of divine revelation. 
So when he says, incline your ears, although he's talking about both your physical ears as an organ of hearing, it also means as a recipient of divine revelation. Once you have a divine revelation about the subject of healing in God's word, what happens is it is easy to infuse that spirit and life into you. So the ear here is not just your physical ears. It's talking about what? Uh, something you can use to access divine revelation or divine insight. Okay? The word, do not let them depart. It means, do not let it be lost from your view. Always keep it where you can see it. Always have that image of healing from God's word. You know, when some people look at themselves, the only thing they see is sickness. It's, that's all they see. They all say, what will make them sick? The rain is falling. Oh, they know the sicknesses that comes with the rain. The sun shines so much. They know the sicknesses that comes with the sun. They go to the north. They know the sicknesses that is in the north. They go to the south. They know, what are you keeping in your view right there? You're keeping sickness in your view. Not healing. Not health. Alright? Then the next one is heart. It means the inner man. Your mind. Your will. Your soul. Your understanding. It means your reflection. Your memory. Keep God's word of healing in your memory. Keep it as something you reflect about all the time. Keep healing. You see, most times we underestimate (laughs) what sickness can do to a man. Yeah. We underestimate it. People just carry on. Until they are sick, then they become conscious of divine healing. Which should not be. That should not be the case. You should always have divine healing in front of you. Praise the name of the Lord. Look at this. Then the next one is, it also means your soul, your soul, your heart, the heart of a man, the mist of, of your heart, the inner part. Light means to be alive, to flourish, fresh, lively, active, reviving. And I like this definition of life, sustenance and maintenance. For they are life to those. For they are sustenance and what? Maintenance. I like the word maintenance. Why I like the word maintenance is you don't have to be sick to put God's word in your heart. It will maintain you in health. Remember what I said, Todd John. I wish above all things that you be in health. That means what? Stay in a constant state of health. What would you use to maintain the constant state of health? The word of God. It can maintain your body. It can maintain your bones. It can maintain your eyes. It can maintain everything that concerns you. If we will be diligent to incline our ears to it. Praise the name of the Lord. So you see, for instance, you can say, oh, we've got a healing class. And then people are, oh, I'm busy. I have something to do. No, really. You can't be more busy than setting time apart to hear God's word on healing. How many of you know people who are sick are never busy? The one thing that makes people reduce their busyness is sickness. Because it keeps them in one place. Keeps them in one spot. But you don't need to get there. You can separate yourself and receive the word of healing. Praise the name of the Lord. So, it means that God's word can maintain us. It can keep you healthy. And I'm really glad for those who come to healing class that are not sick. Right? You know I'm glad about that? That should be your lifestyle. What you're doing actually is immunizing yourself against sickness. You're receiving God's life in you. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. 
Health is the word medicine. It means health, healing, cure. I like this. Medicine, cure, remedy. God's word is remedy to any form of sickness. God's word is remedy to any form of sickness. Praise the name of the Lord. Medicine, a cure. It means deliverance. God's word is God's medicine. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 3 and verse uh, 1. Proverbs 3 and verse 1. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. Verse 2. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Can you see that? That God's word will add length of days to you. <laughs> Praise God. You know, people want to live long. They take forever living product. They take all kinds of... Well, sorry. I'm sorry if you sell any of those. I'm not against them. But what I'm just trying to say is people take all kinds of things to live long. Some say it's anti-aging cream. All kinds of things. <laughs> but God's word will add length. To your days. It will stretch your days. It will make you live long. It will make you live long. Praise the name of the Lord. I said it will make you live long. If you would pay attention to God's word. There is the beauty of his word. It will elongate your life. It will elongate your life. It will stretch your life. Praise the name of the Lord. It says, and peace will add to you. Now, go to verse 8. It will be health to your flesh. In fact, that word flesh there is actually navel. That's what he used in the original Greek, but they, they wanted to use flesh. It says, this word will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. It will be strength to your bones. It will be strength to your bones. Praise the name of the Lord. God's word will be health to your flesh. And strength to your bones. When he says, uh, talking about the children of Israel. He says, there was none feeble among them. How were they not feeble? God's word sustained them in the wilderness. Listen to me, saints of God. God's word can sustain your physical body. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Have you ever observed, I don't want to mention names, so it soon look like I'm very... But have you ever observed some ministers of the gospel? It's like the older they get, it's like they get younger. If you look at people of the same age with them, you see a very sharp difference. It's like when you look at them, their face is glowing. Like... You know, it's like their face is shining. You, you, you tend to want to see the glory of God on their physical bodies. Sometimes when I, when, you know, I travel with my dad somewhere and I say, oh, he's, he's over 60. People don't believe my dad is over 60. The question is, why do you think some ministers of the gospel have that? It's because they just spend a lot of time on the word of God. They just spend a lot of time. Of course, they are not just studying about health, right? They're just reading the word of God. And what happens? The word of God is revitalizing them. It's just changing their inner man. 
That's why you see that you will never find a genuine minister of the Lord who is very old and is feeble and is weak and is struggling to walk. No. He has so much of the word of God in him that is strength to his bones. Up to when Kenneth Hagin died at about 83 years, he was still preaching in camp meetings. And you know, some 83-year-old man somewhere else, they can't even pronounce their names. I want to tell you this. Never imagine an old age where you will forget your children's name. That's not God's will for you. Are you following what I'm saying? And stop saying it over yourself. Ah, I'm starting to forget things. I'm starting to forget. It's not something to be proud of. Ah, I can't remember anymore. It's not something to be proud of. When the fathers were dying, they didn't confuse the children's name. Um, Judah, um, Judah, uh, no, Joseph, who are you again? They didn't do that. You have three children. You are 40. You are forgetting, before you call the third one, you have called your whole family history. And you are, you are rejoicing that you are getting old. That's not the old age the scripture prescribes to us. Our memory is intact. Come on, say, my memory is intact. Praise the name of the Lord. We are not forgetful hearers. Are you following what I am saying? You, your, the word of God will keep your memory alive. It is living, so it will renew the cells of your brain. Hallelujah. Don't imagine yourself getting old and you're, you're finding it difficult to hear. They have to scream into your ears before you hear. No, God's word will renew your ears. I said this, I wrote this in my notes. I said, God's word is not only creative, it is curative. It means it can cure things. Praise the name of Jesus. I said, God's word can cure things. Amen. So, now... It says, the word of God is medicine to our flesh. Now, if it is medicine to our flesh, how do we take his word? You remember I said in Luke chapter 5 verse 17, put it up for me quickly. Luke 5 17, why Jesus was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. Where was the power of God? It was contained in the teaching. It was contained in the teaching. As he was teaching. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So, in the word is the healing power. Hallelujah. I said in the word is what? Is the healing power. Now, I want to share three testimonies with you. When we say God's word is God's medicine. Now, uh, there's a guy called Derek Prince. This is his biography, right? A guy called Derek Prince. Now, he was a military man. He was a, well, he ended up as a minister of the gospel, but he was a military man in World War II. Um, after the battle of Al-Amin, he was posted to Egypt, and in World War II, he had a very serious skin disease. So I'll just read, this is his biography, it's called um, Derek Prince by Steve Mansfield. I'm going, I'm going to read a few lines from the biography for you. Page 101. It says, almost immediately after Al-Amin, Derek developed a painful skin condition on his feet. His doctors struggled to reach a diagnosis and suggested increasingly complex-sounding diseases until they finally settled on chronic eczema. The heat, the sun, the lack of bathing, and the miles of walking all conspired to nearly cripple Derek. Now, for about a year, he suffered from what the doctors called a chronic eczema, which was like a terrible skin disease. And they really could not do anything about it. You know, he was, at, at, as of this stage, he was in the military. So he fought around Egypt. 
during World War II. Now, the whole of that story, a, a woman from Salvation Army came, ministered the gospel to, to him, and he heard the word of God. Now, I just want to run quickly to page 103. It says, the thought thrilled Derek and then seemed to crash him to the floor. If God has provided healing, he reflected, then why am I not healed? Perhaps I don't believe as I should. Perhaps I don't have faith. And on the wings of these thoughts, the blackness began creeping in at the edge of his consciousness. It was at this battle, it was as this battle won his soul that he happened to stumble on the words of Romans 10, 10 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The first two lines captured him. Faith cometh. He read them again. Faith can come, he thought. Faith can arrive where it wasn't originally. If a man doesn't have faith, it can come to him. Now, he was starting to hope again. Now, uh, I just want to, so he began to have that conversation with himself. Now, I, I want to rush quickly. Now, when Derek heard the word healing, he thought of healing of the soul, but never of the healing of the body. Now, this is a challenge most of us have. We are, we are quick to just say, oh, God will heal me of depression. God will heal me of this. But when it comes to our physical body, it is easier to believe the doctor than to believe God's word. All right? Concerning our physical body. Okay. Now, God gave him a clear correction. He came upon Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22, which we just read. Now, Derek knew there was no confusing flesh with soul and and more, the, the more he looked at translations of the word health in the margin of his Bible, it suggested medicine. So Derek thought, the word of God is medicine for the human body. Not just general nourishment for the soul, but healing specifically for the body. The subject of medicine activated Derek's training. How is medicine taken? He asked himself. The answer, three times daily after meals. So he decided to take the word of God like medicine after every meal. For months he paused after every meal. Observe the word months. Diligence. And um, for months he paused after every meal and absorbed the words of scripture with the mindset of a man taking an antidote on a precise schedule. At first there was no change. Derek continued undoubted. Then his doctor noted a change. The eczema was subsiding. Derek, encouraged, began taking bigger doses of Bible. Within months, his condition had largely disappeared. What the doctors could not cure in one year, taking God's word, after every time he eats, he takes the word of God. What happened? At first, there was no change. But what happened? After a while, he got completely healed. This man lived to be more than 80 years, taking God's word. After every meal, just reading the word of God. In fact, I, I picked up this biography. I started reading it yesterday night. I know the story before, but I started reading it yesterday night and I came up on this page. And in fact, I decided <laughs> that you don't have to wait till you have eczema. <laughs> it will just be wise for you to just get one or two healing scriptures. And every time you eat, remember, you know, you will, know, you will never forget to eat. Just tell yourself, every time I eat, when I finish eating, I'll speak God's word over my life. Consistency. In consistency lies the power, says Gloria Copeland. Now, there's another lady by the name of Dodie Austin. Now, Dodie Austin is the mother of Joel Austin. Most of you know Joel Austin, Lakewood Center. In 1981, she was diagnosed with uh, is it metastatic cancer of the liver, something like that. I might not get that biological name correct. But it was a cancer of the liver. And the doctors told her, listen... Whether you have chemotherapy or not, you have few weeks to live. 
Do, do you get it? it mean, meaning that whether you come for treatment or not, you would still die. That was 1981. You know what this woman did? She took 14 healing scriptures. You can, you can read the book uh, called Healed from Cancer. She took 40 healing scriptures and intensely began to speak them over her life. Intensely. Morning, afternoon, evening. Morning, afternoon, evening. 40 scriptures. 1981. 40 scriptures. 40 scriptures. Guess what? She is still alive today. <laughs> she still tweets, right? Gabriel. The woman still tweets. Some, I follow her on Twitter. Sometimes you just tweet. <laughs> 1981. That's like how many years ago? That's like 30, 30, 38, 37 years. 37 years ago, someone was diagnosed with cancer and the doctor said, whether you receive treatment or not, you will still die. She got God's word. 37 years after, she's still alive. Even her husband had died. But now she's still alive. 37 years after. 40 scriptures on healing. In fact, one of the things Derek Prince did was when he began to trust God for healing and was on the hospital bed, he took a blue pen and began to mark everywhere scriptures promised healing. He said, I ended up having a blue Bible. Because every chapter of the book, you see God's promise for healing. How many of us can be that diligent? Let's be honest with ourselves. We have subjected ourselves to a Christianity that is not diligent. How many healing scriptures do you know? How many healing scriptures do you speak over yourself? Most of us even know more medicine than people who studied medicine. No, that one does not work again. It stopped working 2,000 years ago. This is the one that works. We are versed. You have something in your body. The first thing you go to Google, what is this? What is the symptom? Natural way of curing this. Scientific way of curing you know, Why? Why? Why do we despise the word of God? Why do we despise the word of God? The third story I'll tell you is Kenneth Hagin. I'm giving you ministers who are popular. Kenneth Hagin was diagnosed with a deformed heart. And the doctor said he would not live more than his 17th birthday. And he read Mark 11.23. You shall have what you say. He got a hold of healing scriptures. Began to speak that over his life. Began to act out the word of God. He died at about 82 or 83 in 2003. After the doctor says you cannot live beyond 17th birthday. God's word is the same yesterday, today and forever. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why, that's why we got this book printed. Your healing is paid for. One of the things I did in this book was to compile healing scriptures. To save you the stress of going through them. They are already compiled. Why don't you get one of these booklets and speak the word of God over your life? Big deal. See, let me, let me, let me, I beg you, give yourself 15 minutes or 10 minutes every day to live long. It's not too much to ask. Are you following what I'm saying? Just five minutes in the morning, just speak God's word of health over you. Five minutes in the afternoon, speak God's word of health over you. Before you go to bed, for you to live long, it's not too much to ask. God's word will save you millions of naira in doctor's bills. Are you following what I'm saying? Most of you know Creflo Dollar. I'm just mentioning ministers you know, and those I, of course, I've heard their testimony. Creflo Dollar was diagnosed with prostate cancer. A couple of years back, I'm not sure about the specific year he was diagnosed. He got into 
a room, locked himself up, got the word of God, and got healed. God's word is ever living. Hallelujah. I said God's word is ever living. Train your children to speak God's word over their lives. When your children are sick, first of all, direct them to the word. First of all, ask them, what does God's word say about this? Say, by his stripes I'm healed. We have believed that. Even when you are administering drugs to them, let them know, first of all, that God is the source of healing. There is no sickness too big that God cannot heal. Are you following what I'm saying? This word of God will bring your blood pressure down. It will heal your skin diseases. It will get your bones straightened out. It will make you live long. I said God's word will make you live long. Are you following what I'm saying? And it will not just make you live long you know, I'm not talking about old age where you, you become a nuisance to everybody. I'm talking about old age, strong and healthy. You will still recognize your grandchildren. You will still call them by name. Praise the name of the Lord. God's word is his medicine. Make a, make, have a, dis, just speak three healing scriptures. Go through. I think I listed, I, I can't remember how many scriptures I compiled here. But go through and pick two, three. Right? I think, did I number them? I'm not sure how many. Okay, they were not numbered, but there are a few here. Get them out. Two, three. And just tell yourself, every time I finish eating, I'll say these scriptures over myself. Don't wait till you get sick. Immunize yourself against sickness. Don't wait until your bones start knocking together. Immunize yourself against that. Speak God's word over your bones. Praise the name of the Lord. When you stand in front of the mirror, don't say, hey, old age is coming, I'm not seeing again. Don't say that. Don't say that. Say by the word of God, my natural force is not abated. Moses climbed the mountain at the 120 and his eyes were not dim. In the name of Jesus, God's word is at work in my body. God's word is living and active. That same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me and it quickens my mother body. That's what you should say. Even while you are doing the natural things, you understand? Eating right, exercising and all that, that's not where your hope of long life is. Your hope of long life is in the word of God. Amen. I said, your hope of long life is where? Is in God's word. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's, st- let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Frabo Shandele Brostele Mandesh. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.